2: Luke's English Podcast is supported by sponsors, one of which is italki. italki is a really, really convenient way uh, to help you learn a language, okay? They help people learn many, many languages, not just English. I think most of the people using italki are probably using it to learn English, though. And essentially, um, with italki, you can find one-to-one teachers, like qualified English teachers... Or um, other speakers of English, for example, just native English speakers from the UK who aren't qualified teachers, but uh, they're there to talk to you. They're there to kind of uh, share their language with you, listen to you in conversation and help out uh, as much as they can. So either qualified teachers with lessons or just talking time with community tutors, which is slightly cheaper. Okay. And all of this stuff is great. I mean, you can now have English lessons or just conversations uh, from the comfort of your own home. It's brilliant. The whole thing can be adapted to your particular schedule. And also to the particular needs that you have, for example, if you want to practice for a job interview that's coming up, or if you have got exam preparation to do, or if simply you want to have someone to talk to in English on a regular basis without even having to leave the house, iTalkie is the service for you. Okay, And don't forget that when you buy some talking time or some lessons, italki will send you a voucher worth a free lesson just because you listen to this podcast that's right. To get that offer, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash talk or click an italki logo on my website. All right. Nice one. Now, here's the jingle. And let's get started with this. Oh, what happened, Luke? What happened to your English there? I don't know. Sometimes I make mistakes in English. I'm only human. OK, I'm not going to edit that bit, that bit out. What's wrong with me? Why can't I speak? Uh, I'm not going to edit that out just to prove to you that even Luke from Luke's English Podcast makes mistakes in English too, okay? No need to feel bad about it. No, there isn't. All right, then. Fine. Good. Jingle, then. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello everyone, welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. You're listening to a new episode. It's actually happening right now, and you're listening to it. That's nice, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's very nice. Nice to be talking to you. I hope you are comfortable wherever you are, whatever you're doing. If you're standing up on a bus, then uh, make sure you're holding onto the handrail thing, because it would be terrible, wouldn't it, if the bus suddenly stopped quickly. And you were flung forwards and you fell into someone. That could be really awkward, not to mention dangerous. So keep a good firm grip on the uh, the handle on the bus or train there. What am I talking about? I don't know. I'm just trying to do an introduction to this episode. And also making sure that my listeners are safe at all times. If you're walking down the street... Um, Make sure that you look both ways before you cross over to the other side. Don't just walk out in front of traffic. What are you doing? You wouldn't do that. No, of course you wouldn't. Although in some places they do do that. They do. There are different sort of methods of crossing the road in different countries and different cultures. In the UK, for example, it's very important that you uh, look very carefully before you step out into the street because drivers are not prepared for people just walking out into the middle of traffic, you've got to look both ways. You've got, in fact, you, what you should do is find the the uh, the zebra crossing and cross there because the drivers will stop for you at, at the zebra crossing, or at least they're supposed to. Here in Paris, yeah, every, I'm not sure how it really works. I haven't, still not really worked it out. There are zebra crossings, you know, those white, black and white striped crossings on the street. There are zebra crossings here in Paris. As far as I can tell, the drivers haven't noticed them yet. They've been here for ages. I mean, the drivers and the crossings. But uh, as far as I can tell, the drivers are just... Oh, what's that? Just some white lines. That's pretty. I'll keep driving. That seems to be the way it works here. I've been to other countries as well, you know. And, um, for example, in, uh, in Vietnam... Oh, my goodness. Craziness on the streets of uh, uh, Ho Chi Minh City where there are literally a billion scooters, maybe a million billion scooters on the streets, a trillion. There are a quadrillion scooters on the streets of uh, Ho Chi Minh City, and trying to cross the road is a is a nightmare. But what the locals do is they just walk out into the traffic, just walk walk out into the oncoming traffic, and the scooters will just go around you. It's kind of like zen-like. You just walk across like some kind of um, Jedi. I don't know. Has a Jedi ever done that? Probably. There must have been at least one Jedi in Jedi history who just walked across a, a road maybe wearing some robes. They probably walked across the road in a peaceful way, maybe chanting, I am one with the Force and the Force is with me. And all the, the like, whatever they were, speeder bikes or whatever, just went around the Jedi Well, that's what you have to do in Vietnam. You have to kind of cross the street as if you're a Jedi and the force is with you and you just walk across and all the scooters will get out of your way. You have to have faith to be able to do that. Anyway, um, if you are crossing the street, then do take great care uh, while listening to this podcast. If you're driving and all that stuff, just fine. You're okay. Good. I have to um, establish that at the beginning just to make sure my audience is... At least uh, alive while listening to the podcast. Okay, now here's a new episode. And in this one, I'm talking to Martin Johnston and his mate Dan the Man from the Rock and Roll English podcast. And we're going to teach you some phrasal verbs and other expressions relating to friendship while also putting their friendship to the test. That's the idea. Do you know about the Rock and Roll English podcast? Do you? do you though but do you know about the rock and roll english podcast some of you do i'm sure that some of you listen to it uh, but uh, there might be some of you out there who don't know about it well let me tell you a little bit about it so the rock and roll english podcast you can find all the details on martin's website uh, rockandrollenglish.com that's rock you know to spell that uh, of course you do r o c k I'm spelling it for you anyway, even though you know how to spell it. Rock and Roll English. So R-O-C-K-N-R-O-L-L-English.com. You can check out all the details there. You can find episodes of the podcast. Um, I'm not going to spend too long um, introducing Martin and his friend Dan now, because they're going to do that for you in a moment. But in a nutshell uh martin is an english teacher from essex in england he now lives in italy and f- i don't know how long he's been doing it for i, th- I guess it's oh i can't remember how long how long has martin been doing martin how long have you been doing rock and roll english podcast martin is now probably listening to this going i've been doing it for blah blah, blah a certain number of months it's not really important he's been doing it for about a year i think um, yeah, since the beginning of 2017, he's been doing the podcast. And, you know, it's it's not too different to episodes of Luke's English podcast, really. Um, the aim, I think, for them is to teach you kind of natural English, the sorts of uh, English that you might hear from a couple of mates in the pub having a drink and talking nonsense to each other, Martin is the teacher behind rock and roll english but he often uh, invites his friend dan onto the podcast and they talk about all sorts of things um recent episodes for example a recent episode is here are some of their recent episodes uh, episode 63 is entitled awesome autumn and that's when they talk about uh, autumn but also, lots of other sort of weird things like uh, sperm competitions. I don't know what what a sperm competition is. I haven't listened to that episode. Um, and other weird things. Episode number 60, 60, episode 60 is called Let's Talk About Poo, Baby. Let's Talk About Poo, Baby. And They don't talk about poo babies. I don't know what a poo baby would be. A baby made of poo? That's weird. No, they're not talking about poo babies. It's, let's talk about poo, comma baby. And yeah, they just talk about poo in that episode. So you get the idea. You get a taste of the podcast. Maybe taste is the wrong word to use in that context. But anyway, you get an idea of what the Rock and Roll English podcast is, presented first and foremost by Martin Johnston, who is an English teacher from Essex in England. Dan, the man, is Martin's lifelong friend. And he is the, the main guest that Martin has on the podcast, okay? Rock'n'rollenglish.com. Now, Martin, when was it? A few months ago now, Martin invited me onto the Rock and Roll English podcast. And we talked about uh, ways of dealing with awkward situations. And that was fun. And it was fun to be on Martin's podcast. And so I invited Martin and Dan onto Luke's English podcast. And I thought that I would use the opportunity to sort of explore Martin and Dan's friendship. Because for me, that's the main thing about their podcast, okay, that uh, um, it's all about their friendship. That's the interesting thing, um, as far as I'm concerned, as well as, obviously, the, the nice natural English that you can learn from the podcast It seems that a lot of the episodes that they do um, involve discussions of Dan and Martin's friendship. And it's quite interesting because they go back a long way. They've been friends uh, since they were four years old. And so they're quite close friends. And yet they argue with each other a lot. And it's not entirely clear why they are friends. Because they constantly bicker with each other. There's lots of arguing. It's very fun to listen to. I have to say. I don't know if if they really do uh, disagree with each other that much in real life. Maybe they do. But anyway, I thought that I would invite Martin and Dan onto the podcast so that I could perhaps explore their friendship, try and find out, try and get to the bottom of it and maybe sort of test the boundaries of their friendship a little bit. And just generally find out more. And while doing that, the plan is that um, we can go through some bits of vocabulary relating to friendship. So I've got a list of phrases. Most of them are phrasal verbs, but also some other expressions that we typically use to talk about friendship. Um, Okay, you can find those phrases on the page for this episode. And so I've I've kind of I picked out those phrases, and then I created some questions. Uh, that would give us a chance to use the phrases but also find out more about um, Martin and Dan's friendship okay so without any further ado let's get straight into the uh, conversation and you'll find out more about uh, Martin and Dan and then we'll kind of investigate their friendship Um, let's put their friendship to the test a little bit I think you'll find this episode to be good fun there's lots of vocab to learn here so without any further ado Let's get started. So, hello, Martin and Dan the Man from Rock and Roll English. How are you guys both doing? Yeah, very well. How are you doing, Luke? Very well, too, thanks. How about you, Dan? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Excellent. All right, then. Welcome to the podcast. It's an honour to be here. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you both. Um, Now, for those people listening to this who don't already know who you are, um, perhaps people who don't know the Rock and Roll English podcast... Could I ask you to introduce each other to my audience? And I'm going to start with Dan. Dan, This will be interesting. It could be interesting. I'm quite curious to see how you're going to introduce each other. Uh, Dan, can you
1: just tell us a few things about Martin, first of all? Sure. I'll be as nice as I can. Um, So I'll keep it simple. Martin is 33. No, he's 32. Come on, Dan. 32, okay. (laughs) He's 32, lives in Sicily. Um, I've known him since I was four and he teaches English in Sicily. There's nothing more interesting than that, unfortunately.
0: I was going to say, that sounds like the most boring introduction (laughs) in the world.
2: I think it's quite apt. Great, thank you. So, Martin, it's your turn. Can you just tell us a few things about Dan? Okay, well, Dan is actually 33. Um, He actually
0: had his birthday recently, and I said to him, I don't know if we can still be friends now that he's, you know, 33 and I'm 32, but we're trying. Um, (laughs) Yeah, as Dan said, we've known each other since we children went to school together which was a terrible experience i've been trying to get rid of him as a friend for a long time now but it's, it's difficult. like a bad
1: smell i won't go
0: exactly I've, I've just come to accept it now and um so dan lives in france actually he lives in toulouse i went to see him recently there and um yeah he's a bit of a free spirit at the moment he lived most of his life being the most boring person in the world and recently where well, he quit his job and started a new life
2: in france oh, that right. actually
0: sounds more interesting than mine
2: i'm actually a bit disappointed Then, in that come and join me <laughs> so uh well okay we'll start with you then dan so we have got the, the basics there so you live in toulouse then how long have you been yeah. living there uh since the end of may okay south of france
1: mm. yeah it sounds a lot more romantic than it actually is what's it actually like then well treading in dog shit all day mostly <laughs> yeah it's a bit like that in
2: paris because that's where yeah. i am
1: it's uh, it's hard to get used to
2: yeah so you do have lots of dog poo on the on the streets there then
1: oh there's an abundance of it i've never seen anything like it why do you think that uh, is why why is there so much shit on the floor i don't know but i almost tripped up on one the other day like a banana skin as i was throwing my <laughs> shopping back uh, from the shop but yeah, yeah it's awful it's yeah awful. as martin found out last weekend Okay.
0: Yeah, you, yeah. I, I can back that up. I went there. I was also very surprised that they have special areas for dogs to poo in, but obviously nobody
2: listens to that. Mm-hmm. Right. They've got little sandpit kind of things. Yeah, it was very strange. Okay. Well, I guess they they really sort of respect their dogs. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, they don't respect the people walking on the pavement, but the, yeah. at least the dogs are okay. Yeah Well, yeah.
1: Hopefully, yeah. So, what did you that's, use that's something? That, that is something, yeah. What did you used to do, Dan? I worked in uh, an office in Chelmsford as a prisoner for about ten years. As a prisoner, that you were a slave yeah. sort of thing. Essentially, yeah. And then I then I broke free and uh, ran to France. Okay. And now he's a, now he's a free spirit as a. <laughs> when you say free spirit, do you just mean unemployed? That and yoga. Yeah.
2: Right. Okay. He he also
0: became a vegetarian for like. I'm a, a,
1: semi-vegetarian, a semi-vegetarian. Yeah,
0: we, we've
2: discussed this. That I don't think that's an actual thing. Semi-vegetarian. What, what does that mean? Mm. You actually you eat fish or something? Is is that it? No, no I'm a vegetarian that occasionally eats meat. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that means you're not a vegetarian, though, doesn't it? Exactly. Thank you, Luke. <laughs> um, so wait a minute. You did you choose to become a vegetarian before you moved to France?
1: No, no, I was a. Uh full-fledged meat eater when i came out here but yeah. i watched um that documentary what the health on netflix oh, i haven't seen it I'll oh, watch it seriously you'll be a semi-vegetarian in a week <laughs>
2: okay <laughs> I, I see
1: um
2: okay um cool all right so uh so what are you, are you looking for work there or what was it that brought you to to france then
1: well i've had my friends lives here and um it wasn't too far from home, you know. I wanted to be a little bit adventurous, but on a short Ryanair flight back it was yeah. ideal. I, I still can't speak French.
2: No, uh, Martin, you, you're in Sicily, Italy. That's correct. In Palermo. Okay. How's your? Well, I was going to say, how's your French? But that wouldn't make sense. Uh,
0: how's your? <laughs> Although when I went to France recently, I was speaking Italian with a French accent, and it
2: wasn't so bad. I, you know, people appreciated the effort. I think. Yeah, that's that's the thing. They do appreciate the effort. And then they switched to English.
0: Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. So even when I was in the airport, I remember there was a donut. It was written donut, like Do not, And I said, donut, civil play. And then she straight away went to English. I thought, come on, I'm yeah. trying.
2: Yeah, that's been happening to me for five years. <laughs> the, the pro- my problem is that my, um, my French is just slightly worse than everyone else's English. It's <laughs> the s- worst part to be in, yeah. Yeah, and so by default, everyone just switches to English. Like, um, you know, they, they people used to say that in France or certainly in Paris that people don't want to speak English. Uh, but uh, when they hear my terrible French, they gladly switch to English <laughs> just to rub it in a bit, you know. It, just... That does sometimes happen to me still in Italy as well. Right, right, okay. But you So your Italian's good now, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. I can certainly get by. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's still by no means perfect. And I have that exact problem sometimes when i'm speaking and they just immediately switched to english I, I think thanks you
2: have made me feel about two inches tall now yeah. but <laughs> yeah exactly okay so um i know it's maybe a long story but how did you end up moving to italy then
0: uh yeah it's quite a long story well i have italian origins my grandparents were italian so well about six years ago i thought i'll come over for a bit actually seven um i'll come over for a bit and i lived in rome actually for three years and then i left and i thought you know that's it now it's sort of like the um a bit like the godfather actually i left and then after one year someone i was working for a company and they sent me back so it's like you know i tried to get out but they pulled me back in are you comparing um, yourself
1: uh... to the godfather
0: <laughs> with, with, there are a lot of similarities dan you'll be surprised i actually live in palermo where the, the final scene was filmed actually didn't really? even think about that wow really yeah At Massimo. there's like the theatre where uh, Al Pacino is there and his daughter dies on the steps. I
2: don't spoil um, it. <laughs> yes, oh yeah, spoiler. Oh, so spoiler it's, it's alert. an old film. It's an old film.
0: Now I thought everybody <laughs> knew that. Um but yes, yeah, so I got sent back because so I was working for an Italian um firm yeah. in London. London. Well, I worked, I stayed at home for about a year. To be honest, I I wasn't enjoying the cold weather and grey skies too much. So I was quite happy to come back and I came to Palermo and then well, I changed job. I now teach at International House and uh yeah that's about as interesting as it gets Mm.
2: international house very respectable good school isn't yeah
0: i I don't know what they're doing hiring me because i'm generally not the most respectable person i'm a rock i'm rock and roll english
2: right um right exactly you've been doing rock and roll english for a while now Uh, how long's that been going on then uh since about january okay okay and uh so you're enjoying it going well yeah yeah really enjoying it
0: um i mean it started really i just thought it'd be interesting for a few of my students to listen basically i said you know you have to listen because this is homework otherwise you know yeah. i'll kill you right. not actual but you know i'll fail you probably,
2: yeah
0: yeah exactly that's probably a better one fail um
2: yeah don't go too far i mean murder yeah, yeah yeah it's a bit harsh sure sure it's sure, quite an
1: aggressive that. way to get listeners though isn't it <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what you need to do in the podcast game dan you have to be aggressive maybe that's um, what they uh, um, respond to in sicily well yeah. exactly maybe you know you listen um, to the podcast or i'll break your legs
0: exactly well it seemed to work so the sh- students started listening and then yes yeah, slowly it's been growing and growing so yeah it's going well
2: okay cool awesome and um, so what's the what's the kind of uh, rock and roll uh, theme uh, uh, uh where does that come from why did you choose to call it rock and roll english well like during
0: lessons anytime anyone would use a difficult piece of vocabulary like phrasal verb or idiom i would always say oh wow that's some nice rock and roll vocabulary so it came from that really and then you know because i'm a bit boring i generally go to bed at 10 o'clock and don't really do very much So i needed a rock star so i called down the man because he was in a band in the past and uh, i thought yeah come on board dan because people don't want to listen to me talking, you know,
2: on my own. So I thought, why not call an ex-rock star? So Dan is the kind of rock and roll element then in this whole thing? Don't believe it.
1: Don't believe (laughs) it. What did you used to play, Dan? Or do you still play? I sometimes play, yeah. Electric guitar. Oh, okay, nice. it's not as glamorous as it sounds. You know, you get into a band because you think there's going to be sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and there was none of that. Right.
0: I went to one of Dan's gigs in uh, London once, and asked for your money my, back, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, well, I was in the audience, and I think I was standing next to the cleaner, and uh, I think it was like a, someone from the bar staff walking around
2: as well. Mm-hmm. But it was it was crazy, let me tell you. It was like the Rolling Stones. Right. Yeah. Okay. Without any of the fame or success, uh, that's
1: true. <laughs> I know my mum it. liked it though. My mum liked the music, so
2: that's what matters. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, as long as you make your mum happy, that's that's the main yeah. thing. I know the experience. I've I used to be in bands and stuff, and yeah, I had many gigs mm. that, with no one in the audience. I played at the Cavern in Liverpool. Oh, Which is not nice. even the original cavern because the original one got <laughs> it they closed it down and sort of because they uh dug a tunnel for a for like an underground metro line, so the original cavern is just gone, and they they kind of replaced it and put it next door uh in a you know similar space and they you know rebranded it the cavern and it it looks exactly the same as the original did. Uh, But, um, you know, it's just basically yet another scummy little venue where you can see bands playing. And I did a a gig in the band I was in in Liverpool at the time, and it was about 7 p.m. or something. And um, uh, we did our gig about half an hour set, and there was like no one in the room at all. I was sitting... I was feeling really good about myself sitting on the uh, on the stage I, I used to play drums sitting there thinking oh this is I'm in mean, exactly the same spot that Ringo used to sit in back in the day when the Beatles played here and stuff and uh, later on I, re- I found out that you know the original cavern had been destroyed and that it was like a fake one and, and, and that was like you know after the gig itself and that the gig was awful I mean there was hardly anyone there between the songs right between the songs you could hear the the hand dryers in the toilet <laughs> You know, like you know, we'd stop and go. Thank you, and <laughs>
1: well, that, now I that level. is rock and roll, baby. Yeah, I, I can, I can beat that. I did a gig once in London, a charity gig, and apparently one of the old, because there was an old woman there. She walked out and said, "We should all be shot." So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's pretty rock and roll, really. I mean, yeah, because getting yeah. shot
2: is is by an old lady, by an old lady, by a crazy member of the public. That's. I think you've really made it when you get shot. So at least being th- uh, uh, someone threatening to shoot you is almost as good, isn't it?
1: Yeah, you're right, actually. Thank yeah. you.
2: Um, yeah, uh, okay. Right, so now your podcast, Rock and Roll English, for me, it's not just about learning English. I think that it's also about the relationship between the two of you, and I think that's the sort of the core of the show, in a sense, right? Um,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I hate to admit it... Uh, at the beginning, that wasn't really the idea. I just thought I just need someone to talk to, but that seems to be what people like. And often people refer to us as a couple, which <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. which is a
2: problem. is a
0: little bit strange,
2: we must say. Yeah, yeah. it's it's quite an interesting
1: relationship, I have to say. Um, Friendship's a strong term as well. I think we need to rebrand ourselves, Martin, as. Uh,
0: yeah as i said we're generally trying to get rid of each other but it's, it's we're just having difficulty
2: yeah you've you've moved you know several times uh into yeah, two exactly. separate countries um and and yet you can you still keep coming back it's a bit like the mafia again that you know you just um you can't you know the only way that you're going to f- actually lose each other is if one of you murders the other one obviously i, I think, that's, a I good think that's
0: going exactly that is how it will end who knows when but
2: i'm sure that's how it will end. i don't want to suggest that i don't want to be the the one who implanted that idea um
1: you're an accomplice now it's too late yeah too i feel late. like you, you I mean, I mean, the idea in my mind
2: I feel like I'm involved now, and if, if one of you gets killed, then I'm going to have to go as well. Um, because that's the way it works, isn't it? Um, so, sure. so okay, what's the real nature of this relationship? That's what I want to kind of get to the bottom of. Do you really hate each other? Because you, you do spend quite a lot of time bickering between the two of you. Um, you mm-hmm. kind of, um, you know, say that each other is an idiot, or you're stupid, or you're just shit in general. Um And do you, in fact, have a deep love for each other that you somehow can't express and that it comes through in this kind of low-level abuse? I think these are the questions that make the show quite compelling, as well, of course, as the useful bits of English that you teach, the rock and roll vocabulary that comes up in your episodes. Now, um, uh, what I'd like to do is, in this conversation, kind of explore uh, those things, all right? So I expect I'm not the first one to make that observation, right? You just said it yourselves, right?
0: Yeah no absolutely. G- generally it's the thing that keeps our relationship going is competition. Like I I would rather die than lose to Dan at any game in the world. So it's it's generally that which is the base of the friendship.
2: Mm, okay, so it's 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 about being competitive. Okay, does this sure. does this come from a sort of um uh, a specific incident when you were four years old or something? Oh, I was
1: always better at
0: football than Martin. Well, I, I absolutely 100% knew that is what he was going to say. Generally, that was the rivalry. Who was the best footballer when we were kids? Ooh, okay. It was me.
2: Well, was it? Apparently it was, Martin. Well,
0: I'll tell you this, Luke. When I went to Toulouse recently, we played a game, a French game. What, <laughs> uh, Piton? what was Piton, the name? Pétainc. Petang, I think. Petang,
2: Pétang Uh huh. So, something with p. And in in, like, in Paris, we would call it Pétang but in I guess in Toulouse, uh, it's petang because that's the accent. Actually, different it could accent. be me just getting it wildly wrong. <laughs> could be, could be. But in in Toulouse, they've got that slightly different accent. So what might sound like Pétang here is probably petang down there. But anyway, it's the game yeah. where you have metal metal balls and you yeah. throw that's your metal balls around. I got there.
0: Dan said to me, "I've never been beaten at this game." I arrive, first time, bang, destroyed him.
1: Well, Martin's always been better with balls in the hand, so it's... Uh... <laughs> Whoa. There we go, there's the joke of the podcast.
2: Uh, I wonder if my listeners picked up on that. Did you get that, everyone? <laughs> He's always been better at balls in the hand. Um, I'll let everyone just think about that for a moment. Yeah. So, now, <laughs> when Martin, when I was on your podcast, uh, we talked mm-hmm. about awkward situations, right? So I thought, I thought that I would keep that theme going here by creating a genuinely awkward situation in this conversation by asking you two some specific questions about your friendship, okay? So okay. I'd, I'd like, if I may, uh, to test the boundaries of your friendship a little bit and, <laughs> and perhaps get to the bottom of the compelling dynamic that you have between you, a dynamic that some might call even a bromance. Um, I feel like this
0: is like almost
2: like a therapy session (laughs) yeah Yeah, let's see if we can all together just learn really (laughs) yeah (laughs) learn about you know the true nature of friendship um all right so I'm just playing around really but um what I've done here is actually I thought we could uh look at some some vocab about uh friendship so I've got a few different phrases particularly phrasal verbs and things that we use mm-hmm. often to sort of talk about friendship or phrases that relate to friendship. And what I've done is that I've come up with a few questions that will just allow us to play around with these phrases uh, as well, okay? So each question's based around a certain bit of vocab. If you could use the phrase in your answer, that would be great, but only if it feels appropriate, okay? Sure. Right, uh, the first one is to get on with someone, which I think is probably a phrase that most learners of English learn pretty early mm-hmm. on. Um how would you explain to get on with some someone Martin? Uh
0: so when you have a good relationship with someone and that's when you get on maybe you don't you have a relationship with your boss for example but not a very good one so you know you don't get on with your boss but maybe there's i don't know a colleague who you have the same interests as and you have a good relationship with so you get on with that person.
2: Okay. Now you two often bicker with each other right you insult each other as I said sure how well do you actually get on with each other in the real world um dan
1: um well martin came here last weekend and i don't know what 15 hours later i think we were both sick to death of each other
0: <laughs> yeah I, I think it's best in small doses like yeah. it's good when we see each other for like a few hours but that that was just a bit intense for me
1: yeah it's, okay. i like having that what One thousand miles between us. It's a a nice buffer. (laughs) Okay. Um, All right. Very good. So that's get on with someone.
2: Um, Next one is uh, to hang out with someone. All right. Uh, Dan, how
1: would you explain to hang out with someone? Well, just to spend time with them. Really. Um, I don't hang out with many people, so it's a it's a difficult one for me to uh, to explain. (laughs) Right. But yeah, just you know, socially, hang out, go down the park, the pub.
2: Yeah. just spend time with someone okay so um martin uh Mm -hmm. what's the maximum amount of time that you can actually stand to hang out with uh dan
0: well as i said before when we used to hang out we'd i don't know go to the pub for a few hours um i don't know play football or something then go our separate ways which was fine but anytime we do anything or anytime we hang out with each other for a long time like a weekend or something like that because it's that competition I was telling you about, and it's competition about you know how much does the meal cost. Um, <laughs> you know, like the games, like that French game, cards. It can mm-hmm. be quite intense. So I bet you at cards, did I? You did, yeah. Okay. So yeah, so I would give, I would say probably like five hours is the maximum I like to hang out with Dan. Any more is difficult. Okay,
1: all right, and that's not exaggerating either. I think that's been quite sincere. I think that's yeah a fair time.
2: That's genuine. Five hours. So, God, the fifteen yeah. hours must have been difficult.
1: I was asleep well, for twelve of them. Oh, okay.
2: Oh, well, that's
0: well. Is it? It was longer than that. We were together in the end. It was well, what Friday to Monday. You wanted to come till Tuesday as well. Yeah, so I had to look for a different solution next time. I'll, I'll you know maybe <laughs> do that to Saturday one day.
2: <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Just just scale it back a little bit. Mm. Um, okay. Next expression is to hit it off with someone to hit it off with someone um, which nice. basically means to just very rock and roll vocabulary yeah nice bit of rock and roll vocab sure. um, and that one means to get on with someone when you first meet them okay mm. so when you meet someone for the first time and you you know you, you immediately get on with them you immediately sort of start to have a good relationship with them so I mean you two were four when you met each other um, Dan I don't know if you can remember this far back but did
1: you hit it off straight away Basically, it's was hard. it was it love at first sight? That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it, it's hard to say. I can't imagine it was, uh, but I don't know. I, I can't remember. I'm sure he irritated me in some capacity within the first 20 minutes. But
0: See, I actually have a different answer to this. Dan obviously doesn't remember because he's not, you know, that as intelligent as me sure but because um, i actually started school a little bit late not because i was stupid i just went to a different school for it was stupid <laughs> i went to a different school for like i don't know the first six months and then i joined the new school and obviously i didn't have any friends so i remember this quite clearly and dan you know w- straight away was my friend so we did hit it off straight true? away dan
1: yeah is absolutely. it because i had no friends well the probably, teachers forced yeah. us together. <laughs>
2: right so next one is to to get to know someone okay sure. uh, martin how would you explain that one to get to know someone
0: so maybe if you know someone but you don't know them very well and that process um of
2: knowing someone better we would say to get to know someone right it's something we always do as as english language teachers isn't it on day one of a language course Absolutely. We've we got a nice acronym, haven't we? What is it? G G I, yeah. I don't I've never know, never considered it as, a, uh, as an acronym before. I've always just called it getting to know you, like getting yeah. to know you activities. And we always do that kind of thing. It's like talk to your neighbor and find out three things you've got in common and <laughs> then find another partner and then tell that partner what your previous partner said and then do the same thing from the other side of the room. And, and then just forget all the English that you've ever learned and, uh, you know, and then sit down Classic again. exercise, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, to get to know, how did you first get to know each other then? I mean, I don't know if we've already uh, had the answer to that question, but,
1: yeah. It was, through, it was through football, basically. We both played football. Okay.
0: Well, we would spend all day together at school, but we also played football together out of school. We were so. competitive from day one, though. I remember that. <laughs> sure. uh, So, yeah, we got to know each other generally in the same class at school. But probably, in fact, this is actually a common thing because obviously you know someone like at school. But maybe you really get to know them out of school, for example, which is Mm. probably
2: what happened
1: with Dan and I. Okay,
2: All right, then. Um, So my next expression here is to go back uh, and to go back years or to go back a long time. Mm. Um, Dan, what what do you think? How would you explain that one to go back? for example to go back years or to go back a long time
1: well i would say it means you know when you've known someone for a, a very long time like me and martin we go back a long time exactly because we've okay. known each other since we were four okay well that was actually my question
2: how far back do you go but uh, we've already had the answer <laughs> too far um, a bit too far <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> obviously Okay, Um, now we've had lots of questions about, you know, about how how you got to know each other and whether or not you get on. Um, Next expression is to fall out with each other. Oh, this is interesting. (laughs) Um, So if you fall out with each other, listeners, that means that, you know, you have an argument or something and you stop being friends. Okay, it could be because of an argument or a disagreement and you just stop being friends. Um, So, Martin, have you two ever fallen out with each other? (laughs) Uh, Yes. Um,
0: Very, very often, in fact. Uh, Well, when we were kids in school, almost every day playing football. But, you know, that's okay. I don't mind telling people that. But what's more embarrassing is when we were, like, in our 20s, we would play on the PlayStation together. And we'd play a football game, Pro Evolution Soccer, and those games would often finish with us falling out with each other, but actually, like, not talking to each other. If I remember correctly, Dan deleted me from Facebook once.
1: <laughs> oh God! <laughs> over serious. a game of Pro Evolution Soccer. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I, I wish it. I wish it stayed deleted. To be honest, but yeah, it's <laughs> oh, true. Um,
0: Serious. But yeah, we, we actually do argue a lot. We well and fall out with each other a lot. Even when I was in France recently, Dan didn't want to go yoga in the awesome, morning, yeah. and yeah. then I said, "Come on!" then, you know, we fell out with each other for a little but- bit. I think
1: we do get over it quite quickly, don't we? We do. Yeah,
0: probably the one of the strengths of the friendship actually that we can fall out with each other and then, you know,
1: I forgive Martin eventually and we move on. <laughs> you
2: just you you,
1: you, you fall out, you get over it, you
2: bounce back, and then Ooh, very and then, nice, yeah. and then move on. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Now, actually, to sort of um, to to linger on the expression to fall out with each other. Um, I've come up with a few different scenarios. I'm wondering if, I mean, it seems that you fall out with each other fairly easily. I mean, a game of uh, pro evolution soccer is enough to do it. But um, so I I, I don't know how you'll respond to these situations. But I'm wondering, what would it take to fall out with each other? And what would you do in these situations? Okay. Mm -hmm. so would the situation make you fall out? And also just simply, what would you do? How would you respond if one of you Mm -hmm. did these things? So, Dan, we'll start with you. So you both go to the pub, right? Mm-hmm. You buy a round of drinks mm-hmm. for, for Martin and you and for whoever else is there, and maybe a bag of crisps. And then when it's Martin's turn, he goes to the bar, but he doesn't buy a round. He just gets himself a drink. And by, by the way, it's a, half, it's a half a lager shandy, by the way. He gets himself a half a lager shandy for himself, and then he leaves early because he wants to go to bed so would you fall out if if uh, martin didn't buy you a drink
1: absolutely i mean for me that's almost that's almost unforgivable martin's quite tight with money but i don't even think martin would stretch to that i
0: knew that was going to um dan was going to say that he always says that i'm tight but we actually had dan's sister on the podcast recently for his birthday And I asked her, you know, what does Dan get you for your birthday? And the first thing she said was, well, we all know that Dan is a tight bastard. um, So he doesn't get me. He doesn't get me a lot. So, you know, I've had someone backing me up.
1: You can't use her as a witness. She's always going to agree with you. I've got more witnesses than you, Dan. Okay. Uh, Okay. Okay.
2: Well, apparently you're both tight bastards, according according to each other. Uh, but OK, so that would that would make you fall out because that's uh, unforgivable. Someone I think generally in the UK, if someone doesn't buy around, then they're just ostracized. Right. Absolutely. Sure.
0: No, absolutely. But I think the difference is, again, it's when you know someone well, because that might happen. Someone doesn't buy around. You don't say anything. It's just normally when they leave the pub, you say, oh, what was he doing? He didn't buy around. Yeah. Well, Dan would say immediately, you know, what the hell yeah, are you fucking- doing? go and buy me a drink now so as would you you. i I would yeah
2: absolutely okay all right uh very interesting um martin this one's for you imagine this imagine this situation dan suddenly one day starts saying nice things about you in public (laughs) yeah that that would make me feel very uncomfortable
0: uh, in fact something similar has happened recently in the last two years he started buying me christmas presents
1: Ooh.
0: and um it, it's just this very strange thing i, I keep telling him please stop I'm, because I'm, I'm not buying you presents <laughs> so i'm just,
1: trying to keep you stop. on your toes that's all
0: you say please stop doing nice things okay but no we don't fall
2: out but if he keeps buying me a Christmas present, you know, that, it could happen. Yeah, it's just disturbing, really, but it's not going to make yeah. you fall out. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, thanks very much. Um, Martin, still with you. So okay. imagine this one, right? You get a new girlfriend. <laughs> it's not going to happen. But it's, <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a hypothetical situation, purely hypothetical. Sure. You get new, hypothetical. You get a new girlfriend, and then when uh-huh. she, um, and then when she meets Dan, you realise that she actually prefers him.
0: Oh my God. Back to reality. Uh, that, that would be my worst nightmare. Like, I could not think of anything. I, th- I think instead of falling out with each other, I would just kill myself. I oh. think that's the best, that would be the best oh, don't solution. Don't
1: do that. Don't do that.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, okay. That's, that's a bit uh, extreme. You don't need to do that.
0: Well, I just couldn't think. Of I'll turn humor. her away. Don't worry.
1: I'll well, say the, no. You won't do that to him.
0: That would be the worst thing, having Dan's pity of him saying, like, no, mate, it's okay. Like, don't worry. I know she likes me more than you, but, um, yeah, the, you know, you can have her. Like, that, that would just be so demoralising. Oh, yeah, yeah. That would that be I just couldn't. I couldn't
2: live with myself. Yeah. Couldn't look no. myself in the mirror. No, me neither. No, I, I yeah. couldn't look you in the mirror either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Dan. Um, you overhear Martin saying some shit about your nan what's he saying exactly he's saying that um she's a slag <laughs> who's he saying it to my mum just generally about town he's just around town saying awful things all kinds of uh libel about your grandmother
1: <laughs> in all honesty i don't know what i would do i wouldn't believe it i wouldn't believe it. i would need recorded evidence uh-huh so whoever told martin, you yeah go on so martin i mean he is a piece of uh crap but even i don't even think he would stretch to that yeah i, I think just in general talking
2: badly about people's nans is not considered it's a no, yeah don't go there <laughs> yeah i think it's uh i think it's a uh, if if someone says stuff about your nan i think you're legally allowed to kill them
0: yeah i agree yeah i mean if absolutely. you take that to
2: court you know and the the you know the judge like so the prosecution what's the indictment and the person goes well he murdered uh, um murder it's murder and the and the judge is like okay counsel for the defense what's your position and the defense uh, the defense lawyer says well your honor the defendant um heard that uh, the victim was saying some really bad things about his grandmother and the judge would be like case closed you're free to go uh that's yeah,
1: obviously what would happen he'd be right as well yeah Okay. The, thought, the thought of Martin going around pubs in England, calling my nan a slag. <laughs> it's pretty funny, though. All right. Okay. Sorry, Martin. I didn't hope you do not find it. I just want to say my nan isn't a slag, okay? Yeah.
0: And I just want to say that I have never called Dan's sl- nan or anyone's nan a slag, okay?
2: Yeah. By the way, everyone listening to this, I'm just joking that, um, you know, please don't uh, th- believe that there's any truth in this. I mean, I don't know. I, I I wasn't in the. I wasn't there.
1: <laughs> I don't know. She might be a slag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: um, okay, I'm going to stop talking about this now because this yeah, has become. Yeah, sure. You know, I'm digging myself into a serious hole here, sure. so I'm going to dig myself one. out uh, and move on to the next one. So, Martin. Okay. Uh, am I going to ask you that one? No, I'm not. <laughs> yes, I will. All right, come on now. Okay, I will. I good. will. Oh, uh, this is just if you like you can just forget this one i'll just remove it from the episode because it's kind of stupid so oh dear martin yeah your dad one day says to you martin can we have a little chat and you sit down and uh your dad says look your mother and i've been talking uh and you know we just want to ask you why can't you be more like dan (laughs) you've had that conversation haven't you
0: i had that conversation more or less with dan's mum fairly recently when i went around there
1: yeah
0: um, i went around there to fit um, just to clarify why i was there um to record the podcast for dan's birthday and his mum and his sister um recorded a bit just to sort of say happy birthday and some other stuff and i generally got the impression that um dan's mum was thinking why can't dan be more like martin <laughs> um but no, she didn't actually say that but so yeah if my dad said that um yeah i mean again it's a tough one it's, it's not it wouldn't be that easy it would be easier than the thing about the girlfriend though so you mm. know that's good yeah you wouldn't kill yourself then
2: i wouldn't kill myself no or dan or 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 anyone in no that, no,
0: okay. no well you know I, I respect my dad so that might be the first time ever i think you know what i think he might be right but you know okay that's not going to happen luckily so but
2: you wouldn't fine. you wouldn't fall out with dan over that it's not his fault
0: well, again, right, I just—I'd well, make sure that Dan didn't know about the conversation. That's the main no, thing. I'm in the room. <laughs> that, that changes everything.
2: Uh, like you've been again. discussing it already for a, for a little while, and you've arranged yeah. for Martin to come in, yeah, and exactly. and and your oh, dad's I... like, "Look, Dan and I have been talking. Um, we've been <laughs> hanging out with each other quite a
1: lot again. recently.
0: Yeah." it's going back to the girlfriend one again i think i'll have to kill myself again oh because there's just no there's just no no way out from that is there you know i can't turn to my family for help can't turn to dan so i'd, I'd have to kill myself I feel it's, bad again now. It's, it's dan's pity that would be the worst thing of him just saying like don't worry mate like i'll teach you what to do like you just need to like be more cool like me something like that <laughs> would be just too too much
2: right i i feel bad now martin i'm sorry i, I feel like i oh, no, don't worry don't really?
0: worry Okay, but oh,
2: I, yeah. I did make you commit suicide twice. Uh, well, you, you have to do these things sometimes. You so. know, it's just life. It's just okay. life. Okay, all right, good. Um, like, this is the last one, all right? Um, Dan, this is yours, your question. So, Dan, um, you buy some biscuits, and Martin <laughs> eats all of them, even the last one.
1: <laughs> have I had any of the biscuits?
2: Uh, you, Yeah, you opened the pack. You had a cup of tea with uh, Martin. You opened the pack. You, you both had like one or two biscuits and then you go away to make a phone call you come back all the biscuits are gone
1: see I don't think it would be too much of a problem because I would just tell Martin to go down the shop and buy me biscuits instantly and I think Martin could, would be able to tell with the anger in my voice I'm pretty sure he would go and buy the biscuits ok so that wouldn't that wouldn't make you fall out with each other then? Okay. If he bu- well it depends if he buys the biscuits right <laughs> I cannot
0: guarantee I'm going to buy the biscuits ok then we've got a problem
2: okay as long as the biscuits get replaced then we're okay exactly (laughs) all right okay then fine good um all right i've got just a couple of others so next one is to to the expression to make up with each other this is Mm -hmm. um martin how would you explain that one well it's
0: almost the opposite of fall out so when you fall out with someone you stop speaking to someone and after so you've fallen out then you make up so like you become friends again yeah okay i actually remember in school the i actually use this for my students just a stupid way for them to remember mm. that um the girls at school used to say when they or well, used to well fall out then make up they would say make up make up never never break up so uh-huh. you know use that to remember that phrasal verb very good
2: make, make up make up never never break up exactly okay. all right so um, that's, ro- that's rock and roll isn't it Rock yeah. roll and roll. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um
2: martin if you did ever fall out with each other, what, which you apparently often do, uh, what would be the best way to make up with each other?
0: Well, I mean, well, this has actually happened that time where I told you Dan deleted me off Facebook. So that was, I'd say, the most serious one, yeah. where we actually stopped talking for a good few months. And then when I noticed he had done that, I just said to him, look, we've known each other a long time, Dan. You know, there's too much
1: to throw away here that's not how you said it but yeah I will send no a message I you said to me what on earth are you doing and you, I think you swore and then I, I added you back onto my friend list you threatened him <laughs> then, back
2: you, you, you threatened your way back into his friend list yeah.
0: yeah and then he sent me a message saying make up make up never never break up <laughs> and uh, that was it
1: friends <laughs> again <never> look back.
2: <laughs> exactly. Okay, fantastic um, uh, to break up with someone have we had that one already no we haven't. <laughs> no. So you had make up makeup never never break up. So what does break up mean? Or to break up with someone mean then, Dan?
1: Well I don't think I've well, when you stop being friends. But I would think break up implies that you're dating. Right. Yeah. Right,
2: yeah. Yeah, if you break That's up I just want to make clear that me and Martin are not dating. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's worth clarifying, I suppose. Sure. Um, so uh, to break up with someone, yeah, that's right. If you're in a, if you're in a, in a relationship with someone, you're dating someone, and then the the relationship stops, you would break up with someone. Um, so do you? Uh, the question I've got for for both of you is: Do you think it's possible to actually break up with a friend? Because normally it's uh, with a, a someone that you're dating, right? But is it possible to break mm. up with a friend in the same way that you can break up with a girl? Now, I'm not saying that you would I'm just wondering Like, have you ever been in a situation Where you've got a friend Probably quite a new friend Or maybe someone that you knew as a kid Who has come back into your life And I'm not thinking of your example Um, You've got a friend And you feel like it's just not working And you feel like you have to break up with them Have you ever actually been in that situation Where you've wanted to break up with a friend? Uh, Martin, what do you think?
0: Mm, Um... Generally, I'm just a person. I would say ninety percent of my friends I'd probably like to break up with, but um, <laughs> yeah, really? I, ju- I just I just suffer. I just suffer. It's like a book. So when you when you open a book and you're reading it and you think this book is terrible, mm. I will I will finish the book. I won't break up with the book. I will go to the end, and it's it's the same thing with uh, friends. I will go to the end. Okay. They break up with me, sure, but I'm, I don't like to do that because I just feel... It's, it's difficult
2: breaking up with people, isn't it? It's never yeah. easy. At least, I mean, I've, I got this idea because it's in an episode of Seinfeld, mm. you know, the TV show. There's, a, there's Absolutely. A, there's like a, an episode where Jer, um, Jerry's got a friend who is an old friend from school who's come back into his life and they're spending time together, but Jerry doesn't like him at all. And he's, you know, he decides that he's going to have to break up with him and so there's one day where they're sitting in the in the diner or something and they're talking and this guy's really annoying him and he just says to him look you know um you know i just i think we should stop seeing each other it's just it's just not working and you know and the guy gets really upset he's like what are you talking about you know we, we've got so much in common he's like no we we really don't you know it's just it's and he's like oh what is it you know there's something wrong with me and he goes no no it's not you it's me and um, yes
0: it's just those awkward conversations that i just i just can't handle so i I
2: avoid them at all costs okay all right um so for you then it's not really possible to break up with a friend like you might break up with a girl no i can't no see it's just
0: too much for me it's just that that, the awkwardness i'm one person that hates awkward situations very much like larry david the writer of seinfeld he's like my
2: hero in life actually I, i see myself very much like him Really? Do you, are you as honest as, as he is in, in his uh, interactions with people?
0: Well, no, I wish I was. That's why he's my hero, because I would love to say. My, my favourite scene from Kirby Enthusiasm is when he, his friend Jeff buys a new house. He goes around there. Jeff's wife says, you know, you like the house? And he says, yeah, yeah, it's great. She says, would you like the tour? He just goes, not really. No, I get it. Bedrooms, <laughs> bathrooms, I've seen it all before. And then she tells him to get out.
2: Hey, laugh. Hey, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Is this something? Yeah,
1: congratulations. Thank you. That's beautiful. wonderful. We're so happy beautiful here. beautiful honey? We sure are. So come on, I'll give you the tour. Oh, uh, You know what, that's okay. I, I, I get it. What do you mean? Well, you know, it's bedrooms, bathrooms. I, I, I get it. I see it. It's beautiful. It's great. You don't want a tour? Uh, you don't need to walk me All right, around. Get the fuck house. out of my house, okay, Larry? <laughs>
0: And then she tells him to get out. See, so I would like to say that in that situation. I would like to say, no, I don't want the tour. And hang, to hang be as honest as Larry, but so, I, I can't. You
1: told me once I was getting fat. <laughs> yeah,
0: but again, we know each other
2: well, Dan, so it's easy, it's easier. Okay. What, 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 were you actually getting fat though, Dan?
1: I didn't think I was, but what Martin one said one? I was fat because I was snoring.
0: Oh, that, that was a joke as well, my God.
2: Wait, how, how does... Uh being fat relate to snoring exactly he got a cheap shot in that was all it, it is connect i read it in
0: a book somewhere i can't remember it specifically but it was something connected you know I'm, that's not really the scientific explanation i'm sure you were looking for well but, uh, there's definitely something connected there <laughs>
2: like maybe if you're fat then the fat kind of blocks your airway somehow yeah something like that something along those lines yeah okay all right the next one i've got is to enjoy someone's company like hey we just really enjoy each other's company you know that one i was going to ask you honestly how much do you enjoy each other's company but i think i know the answer it's about not well it's not that much well i i i do enjoy the competition though i i live for that
1: it's fantastic Mm. if we are in competition then we can spend Quite a lot of time together, but if you know we're doing nothing and just talking, then it's
2: that's when the problems start. I see. That's when we fall out of each other. Yeah. So you need the the competition constantly. You're like Lennon and McCartney or something.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's...
2: I, I would call myself Lennon, but sure. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> you prefer Lennon then over McCartney? Oh yeah, of course. He, He's more rock he and roll. Shot,
1: so Yeah. Can't even stay alive.
2: Yeah, yeah. He sure. did get shot by a crazy fan which judging you know based on our previous you know the the conversation we had that before that means he was a genuine rock and roller i suppose exactly Um, yeah i see um so the next phrase i've got is to have something in common with someone to have things in common uh dan do you have a lot of things in common with martin uh
1: just competition we like to beat each other
2: at anything
0: right (laughs) other Uh, than that
1: not much really really that, that's
0: not true, Dan. Football, well, we did have football in common, but Dan's now okay. decided he doesn't like football. Me, He's got a new four, sport. Name me four things. Um T V series. Yeah, which um, one? You can't just say T V series. Okay. The Office, Kerb Your Enthusiasm. Okay. That counts as one. Okay, that's one. Yeah. Um well, football, you still do like it enough to put that in the in common thing. Okay. So, um okay. books, we often talk about books that we've read and
1: almost never talk about books but okay i'll give you that one three (laughs) um and
0: the last one well i mean things in common like we went to school together so when we talk about stupid conversations about people we went to school with that's, that's something in okay.
1: common, surely. We, 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 we come from the same place. Common. We come okay. from the same place. Put it this way. Struggling to find four. You've, okay. you've, you've got legs. Um, yeah. We
2: breathe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. I could keep going. Yeah. Okay. So you do have things in common. That's good. All right, then. Exactly. Um, next phrase I've got is uh, to be in a relationship with someone. I think we've already talked about that before, to be in a relationship. It's like when you're dating someone, isn't it? Um, Martin, how do you feel about the fact that Dan is in a relationship? And is there any jealousy? Um, well, I've met, um, well,
0: as I call her, Mrs. Dan the Man. Um, her name is actually Daya. And she is a lovely girl. She's a young, beautiful girl. I do not understand what she's doing with Dan the Man. But, um, but no, good luck to him. You know, he's won the lottery. Hopefully she won't realise that um, he's a boring bastard. But
2: no, good luck to him. She already knows. It's fine. Okay all right then um so that's cool dan um imagine that martin is going on a date with a girl tonight what what could you say to him as a friend in this situation (laughs) to help him prepare for the date oh god this is this is a low point in my life (laughs) taking advice from dan the man
1: dating
0: from dan the man jesus okay let's
1: hear it dan i I say whatever you do don't be yourself (laughs) okay (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I was think waiting. Martin would take my. Yeah, I
0: was waiting for Dan just to say there. Just be more like me. It's about the conversation that we had, uh,
2: right. like with my dad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right then. Just don't be yourself. Yeah. Because normally people in that situation, that oh, I'm going on a date. You know, feeling a bit nervous because I really like this girl. And your friend goes, oh, it's all right. Just be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But in this case, just whatever you do, don't be yourself. Yeah. Just be someone else. Pick a person. Exactly. Exactly, <laughs> all right, um next one is to be on the same wavelength as someone um uh Dan, how would you explain that one to be on the same wavelength as someone then
1: I would say when you're on the same wavelength you're um you think the same, you have the same opinions of the world uh-huh. um, and you have you can read each, each other's mind. minds yeah well, okay. not that you're psychic or anything, but yeah.
2: You just generally think in the same kind of way. You've got the same kind of yeah. attitude and the way of seeing things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon you're on the same wavelength as each other?
1: Well, we're both quite cynical, so I would say yes.
2: Okay. Really? Cynical?
1: Yeah. Can you sell? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I would definitely back that up because there are times in like social situations when someone's doing something and then i i can just sort of feel dan looking at me
2: just to say you know what the hell is that person doing yeah like if someone's asking you loads of really weird questions <laughs> <Yeah>. for example <laughs> all right um so next one is to see something in someone uh and it's it's often used in like with with the word what you know i just i don't know what he sees in her or i don't know what uh they see in each other to see something in someone uh martin how would you explain that one like uh uh what someone sees in someone else
0: well i can use a good example of this so when you see something in someone you generally find a good quality in someone so as i was saying about dan's girlfriend i just don't know what she sees in him i don't know what this good
2: quality is that she finds in him but obviously it's in there somewhere yeah, there must be mm. something. What is it that she sees in you, then, Dan? There must be something without getting too into
1: too many specific details. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I actually, I, I don't know. Maybe she thinks I'm. I've got. I, I know. I'm, I'm on a podcast with Martin. Maybe she thinks I'm. <laughs> you know. I've hit the big time. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: the rock and roll star in you. Obviously. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Look, guys, the the um, the cross examination of your friendship is is over. Um, and I have to say that I'm none the wiser re- <laughs> regarding uh, the the mysterious dynamic that the two of you have. But I, sh- I would like to say that it does make for uh, quite fun listening.
1: Um, can I just ask you a question? Then? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Who do you think is the better friend out of me and Martin? Ooh. This Ooh. is what I mean. He always decides to
0: create competition when there's no need even did this on the podcast of um because normally i will lead the podcast for episode 50 we changed it so dan was leading the podcast Mm. and decided to create what we called a referendum of who was the leader of the podcast (laughs) and some people were saying it was the biggest referendum since brexit but you know that's that's what they were
2: saying um so basically you want me to to say who's the best is that it
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes what (laughs) sort of question is that dan who's the best or the better friends, yeah, the better friends. Still?
2: Yeah. Um, okay, let's see if I can give a very diplomatic answer to have, to prevent uh, a catastrophe, uh, to so that Dan doesn't, you know, remove Martin from uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. from his Facebook <laughs> yeah, exactly. list. Exactly. You know, which obviously is is the worst thing that can happen between a, <laughs> sure. a couple of friends. Um, so, well, I, you know, I have to say that Martin is is obviously um, a good friend to you, Dan, because he uh continues to invite you onto his podcast this podcast that i get the impression he's really the 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 driving force behind it in terms of doing all of the editing and doing all the preparation coming up with the words having done you know a teaching qualification so he you know he's really the the mastermind behind the whole thing he He could probably not only that
0: not only that but as dan said dan now has a girlfriend thanks to rock and roll english so you know really that well, you just said uh, we said what does your girlfriend see in you and you said um, that i'm on a podcast so you know right of you, course. when are you going to thank me for that dan
2: yeah I'll think <laughs> about it i'll think about it so you know uh, as from that point of view i think martin is clearly a, a really great friend that he can, continues to give you this platform um, music to my ears uh, but then on the other hand i kind of think well maybe oh. dan is the is the better <laughs> friend because he he Correct. continues to contribute, you know he's uh, he's bringing things to the table. He kind of he's there to support you uh, when you need someone. You sound um, like you're
1: struggling for an answer here. <laughs> i be honest.
2: I'm desperately trying to be diplomatic, <laughs> yeah. you know, because I feel like I've got your friendship in my hands here. Um, so you know, I think look, you know, just for global peace, for world peace, I would just sure. like to say that I think that you're both equally uh you bring complimentary uh things to the table in terms of your friendship but martin's the best
1: oh i can't believe it. that that is exactly what i
0: wanted to hear that's your own fault dan for asking that ridiculous question
1: I refuse to believe it. I can't believe it. Um, I want to come kill myself now. That's it. I think... I don't know. Maybe you should
2: open up a referendum. But the the thing is that we know from experience you know, obviously a recent year since Brexit that uh, actually a referendum is usually the worst thing that exactly. you can do if you've got a problem that needs to be solved. Don't ask people what they think. <laughs> so, you know... Uh, you could just uh, take my uh, answer with a with a pinch of salt, uh, both of you. Um, I like it, that idea. Yeah, just take it with a pinch of salt. Uh, and uh, despite the fact that I've asked you lots of questions about your friendship, I guess in the end what we can learn is sometimes it's best not to question these things, right? This exactly. Is, this just is what we just can go all, with it. This is what we can all take away from... This episode, this therapy session, yeah. this therapy session, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, guys, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. It's been a lot of thanks fun for nice to us. have you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, all right. Um, so, I guess I, I, I imagine uh, Martin. For you, uh, the sun is currently going down in the. Beautiful island of Sicily you're probably in an incredibly beautiful location. Yeah, just looking out on my terrace now as the sun's going down. Beautiful. I imagine that there's kind of um, music
0: playing in the background. There is actually a concert just under my house that will be starting this evening um, and probably I won't sleep so, you know, is that a great thing? Why don't you
1: go to the concert? <laughs>
2: Go to the, I'm not, because I'm too much of a loser. Go to the concert, you'll, you'll meet some nice Sicilian girl. Um, <laughs> no, you will you, You'll fall in love with her instantly, uh, and then you'll realize that she's actually the daughter of the local mafia boss, and you'll, <laughs> you'll go to him, and with the greatest respect, you'll ask for her handed marriage, and then, you know, he'll ask you then she'll to. she you tell with... me she wants to marry Dan? Oh, God, no. And then, oh, no, don't go there. I was just exactly. painting a, an amazing story there of how you were going to end <laughs> oh, yeah, up. I'm nice. in his head.
1: I'm in his head
0: yeah i just have a negative outlook on the world i, I don't know why
2: it's <laughs> just a bad habit to get rid of apparently yeah um well yeah. okay that sounds nice concert but no sleep all right exactly. swings and roundabouts in it exactly um and, da- and dan what are you going to do going to go out and play a game of petanque
1: no i have to i have to tidy the flat tonight because my sister is coming tomorrow so. oh, right okay. and there's rock and roll star for you
2: yeah your you sister go. who was on the podcast uh, recently yeah. i think yeah. I'll yeah. be having a word with her, don't worry. Right, okay, very good. Okay, guys, well, have, uh, have a very nice evening. Nice to talk you too. to you. Okay, thanks, you too. guys. All right, cheers. Thanks a lot. See you later. Cheers. Bye. So that was Martin and Dan the Man from the Rock and Roll English podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to the three of us talking. If you enjoyed that, and if you'd like to hear more banter between Martin and Dan, then you should check out the Rock and Roll English podcast. Um, it's available on iTunes and in most of the other places where you get your podcasts. Uh, or just check out Martin's website. It's a very nice looking website, rockandrollenglish.com with an N. So com. Very nicely presented. And also, helpfully, Martin always adds vocabulary lists and little quizzes and things to his website. So, um, you should check it out. Now then, on the subject of vocabulary, you had various things throughout the episode there, of course, didn't you? Uh, phrases like to get on with someone, to hang out with someone, to hit it off with someone, to get to know someone, to go back years or to go back a long time, to fall out with someone, to make up with someone, to break up with someone, to drift apart or to lose touch with someone, to enjoy someone's company to have something in common with someone, to be in a relationship with someone, to be on the same wavelength as someone, and to see something in someone. So we've already been through all of that stuff, but there were also various other little bits of vocab that just sort of came out in that conversation. Uh, bits, some nice bits of natural vocabulary, or rock and roll vocabulary, as Martin would uh, say. I think there's time for me to go through some of that stuff, uh, right now let's see Martin said at one point he said that sounds like the most boring introduction in the world uh, and Dan said actually I think it's quite apt so apt means basically appropriate okay so um Dan's introduction of Martin was quite boring according to Martin but Dan thought that was quite apt meaning it was quite an appropriately boring introduction because according to him Martin. Is quite a boring person. You can see the way they bicker with each other. So anyway, apt meaning appropriate. APT apt. Next one is this. I've been trying to get rid of him as a friend for a long time now. To get rid of something means to throw it away. Like for example, if you've uh, I dunno what, if you've just eaten a chocolate bar and you've got the wrapper left, you need to get rid of it, don't you? So what do you do? That's right, you just throw it on the floor. No you don't throw it on the floor. Uh, I hate littering it's one of my pet hates I can't stand watching people littering so no don't throw it on the floor how do you get rid of it you throw it in the bin of course in the bin in British English in the what in the trash can in American English but um, we speak British English around here thank you so you can throw it in the bin that's how you get rid of something but you can also get rid of a friend. It's a bit difficult, but eventually, you, you you know, if you want to get rid of someone as a friend, you might, I don't know, how do you do that? You, you stop replying to their texts. You stop emailing them. You avoid them in public. And eventually, the two of you just drift apart. It's a sad story. But anyway, according, I think Dan said, I've been trying to get rid of him as a friend for a long time now. Okay. I asked Dan about his life in Toulouse, which is in the south of France. And apparently. As well as Toulouse being a beautiful place and a wonderful city, apparently, according to Dan, uh, there's quite a lot of dog shit on the street. Dog shit. I think you know what that means. Poo's done by dogs. He said treading in dog shit all day. To tread in something is like to step in it. Okay, tread is like step. Okay, treading in dog shit all day, all day, like literally all day. There's not that much dog shit, surely. I think that's a slight exaggeration. But he did say there's an abundance of it. And if there is an abundance of something, it means just there's a lot of it. There's loads of it. There's an abundance of it. He said, I almost tripped up on one the other day. If you trip up, it means while you're walking, probably your foot catches on something and you nearly fall over. Okay, if you trip up on something, normally you trip up on a loose paving stone or a little step or something, or a curb on the street, you might trip up on that. But in, apparently, uh, Dan almost tripped up on one the other day, a bit like a banana skin. Lovely. Yeah, the, apparently, yeah, quite a lot of dog poo. Or, uh, I don't know, I can't. I can't am I going to go into the dog poo on the street thing? It is something that I've noticed in Paris, and indeed in Toulouse as well. I don't know why, but it just seems there's quite a lot of dog poo on the floor. But whenever I talk about this to local Parisians they don't it doesn't seem to strike them as a as a as a thing in fact most of the time the people i talk to when i raise this question why is there so much dog poo on the street most of the time people go oh there's there's much less than there used to be so god knows what it used to be like i don't mean to paint a negative picture of life in paris it's a wonderful place and toulouse as well and there are so many things going for both of those places but yeah i have noticed there's slightly more dog poo on the street. I suppose it's because, you know, uh, uh, people in these towns, in these cities, they love dogs, right? People love dogs. And where else are they going to let the dog poo? I mean, they they could clean it up rather than just leaving it on the corner. But anyway, yeah, apparently in Toulouse, they have special places for dogs to do their business. Anyway, let's not dwell on that any longer. Let's move on to the next thing. I said at one point... Uh when I when they hear my terrible French, they gladly switch to English just to rub it in a bit. To rub something in. In this case they're rubbing in the fact that my French isn't very good. So if you rub something in hmm, so it's usually when uh something bad, like something negative, just don't don't rub it in. No need to rub it in, so if you're feeling bad about something, let's say you feel bad about something or or someone insults you and you feel bad, and then they rub it in. It means they make it even worse. they really emphasize it to make it worse. I guess it means to emphasize something bad about a person, all right to continue mentioning a certain bad thing about a person uh, making that person feel bad, okay, like for example. Uh, let's say you, I don't know, you, I played a game of pro-evolution soccer against you on the PlayStation, a football game, and I beat you 10-0, right? I scored 10 goals and you didn't score any. And then for the rest of the day, I'm like, oh, you know, uh, you're rubbish, aren't you, at football? Oh, you can't do it. Eh, and then really rub it in. You know, like, for example, oh, how many, uh, how many apples shall I get? from the supermarket. Shall I get 10? I tell you what, I can get 10 and you can get none. How, how about that? You know, oh, stop rubbing it in, would you? Okay, all right. So they go to rub something in. In this case, um, I was suggesting that uh, some of the, the people I meet in French shops or cafes, they speak to me in English as if to rub in the fact that uh, my French isn't very good. Um, I've got no excuse. Um, Martin's talking about his Italian. He said, My Italian's not bad, but I can get by. So, if you get by, it means that you can basically survive. You know, you can manage to live or manage to continue in a basically satisfactory way. So, in this case, he's talking about his Italian. It's enough for him to basically live. So he can buy things in shops and have basic conversations and things. He can basically get by uh, on his Italian. We also use get by with money as well. For example, if you don't have a lot of money, uh, let's say, for example, you're an actor and you haven't had work for a long time, uh, it might be difficult to get by because you're not earning money. Or if you work in a basic job and you, you get a low salary, you can say, you know, I don't get paid very much. It's just enough to get by right? I can only just get by on £100 a week, for example. Okay, there you go. Next one is a, the word gig. So uh, Dan and I were talking about playing music um, and being in bands. And Dan said, I did a gig once in London, a charity gig. Well, a gig is just a concert. Okay, it's just a concert. Uh, musicians do gigs and comedians do gigs as well. For example, I did a gig last night, in that case, it was a comedy show. I did sort of 10 minutes of stand-up comedy. I had a really good gig last night. Okay, so bands do gigs, comedians do gigs. G-I-G, a gig, a concert, or a performance on stage, probably. Then I was talking about Dan and Martin murdering each other, as you do. I was talking about their murder, the idea of them murdering each other. The only way that they could get away from each other would be to murder each other. And then I think Martin said, you're an accomplice now because you planted that idea, suggesting that I was an accomplice to the murder. If you're an accomplice, it means someone who helps in a crime. You might not be the one who actually pulled the trigger. You might not be the one who actually committed the murder. But if you help, then you're an accomplice. It's the same in any major crime. A bank robbery, if you're someone who helped them to plan the bank robbery, you would be an accomplice to the robbery, okay? An accomplice. By the way, you can read all these words on the page for this episode, on my website, because I'm nice. Uh, Next one is this. I said to them, I said, I'd like to explore the dynamic between you. A dynamic that some might call a bromance. So a bromance is... um, one of these portmanteau words. It's a fairly new word, really. Uh, I'm not sure if it's been added to the dictionary yet. Let me check. Bromance. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's in the Collins uh, English Dictionary. They say a bromance is a close relationship between two men, but not sexual. Okay. It's just a close rela- a close relationship between two men. Um, so it's kind of a funny word. It's a slightly ironic word because obviously we've got romance. A romance could be, you know, a, a relationship between probably a man and a woman, you know. You know the sort of thing like the man, he offers her a, a red rose and they have a candlelit dinner and all that kind of thing. That's a romance. But between two men, sometimes if they have a very close friendship, uh, if it's sort of close, a close friendship and it's sort of funny in the sense that they're so close, you might call it a bromance. And there are lots of films that involve bromances, you know, these Hollywood comedies involving a close relationship between two male characters. And those films are sometimes called bromances as well. So anyway, I jokingly referred to Martin and Dan's relationship as a bromance. They're obviously very close friends, but anyway, you know, you get the idea. Then, uh, this sentence Martin came here at the weekend and 15 hours later we were both sick to death of each other. That's something Dan said because they spent the weekend uh, together in Toulouse but after after 15 hours they were both sick to death of each other. If you're sick of something or sick of someone, it means you've had enough of it and you you don't want any more. Okay? I'm sick of this. Like for example, if some workmen are doing work in the building next to yours and all you can hear all day is drilling (sniffs) just drilling all day or the sounds of uh different you know different work going on bang 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 oh god i'm sick of this meaning i've had enough of this i'm unhappy with this situation now and you can also be sick of someone for example you know, if someone comes to stay with you and they outstay their welcome, you might be like, oh, I'm, I'm, I have to be honest, I'm sick of, of this and that situation. I'm sick of Martin now. Sick to death of something. I'm sick to death of this. I'm sick to death of him. I'm sick to death of you, for example. Or in this case, they were sick to death of each other. Okay, fine. Some nice phrasal verbs. You fall out. We've had that one when, the, uh, when two people have an argument and they stop becoming friends then you get over it that means you kind of recover from a from a difficulty in this case the difficulty was the fact that you're, you know you had this problem in the friendship but you get over it meaning you overcome the uh, the problem and then you bounce back which means that you come back from a difficulty for example if you've been sick let's say you you, you come down with the flu and you're in bed for 5 days and then you get better and you bounce back. I mean you come back to your previous form again. In this case the, the two friends despite the fact they fell out, they got over it, then they bounce back. They 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 come back again renewed, okay? And then move on. So move on meaning continue. So fall out, get over it, bounce back and move on, move on. Nice phrases. Um uh, Martin said this about Dan. He said, Dan always says that I'm tight. and um, But apparently Dan is tight as well because Dan's sister said that everyone knows that Dan is a tight bastard. So tight uh, basically means it's like tight-fisted. It means mean, stingy, uh, someone who doesn't want to spend money on other people, okay? So if you're tight, it means you don't like to spend money on other people. Mean, uh, tight, fisted, and stingy are classic examples. You know, like Ebenezer Scrooge from that Charles Dickens story, A Christmas Carol. He's famously tight-fisted and stingy because he doesn't like to pay his workers uh, a a high salary. In fact, he pays them almost nothing because he's so tight, the opposite of generous, let's say. And um, this phrase, we all know that Dan is a tight bastard. Uh, A tight bastard, well, it's fairly clear, isn't it? It's just like an an insulting phrase. You tight bastard, aren't you going to buy me a drink? Okay, Um, I said, in the UK, if someone doesn't buy a round of drinks in the pub, uh, they are ostracised. So if you're ostracised, it means you get rejected by a group of people. Okay, so the group of people rejects you, you get thrown out of the group, you're ostracized from that group or from that community, okay, so you have to you're not allowed to be part of that group anymore. Um, it's a bit extreme to say that, but generally the culture in the UK is that if you go to the pub, people often buy rounds of drinks, so um, you buy yeah rounds of drinks, so let's let's say there's three of you, if it's me, Martin, and Dan, and we go to the pub and I'll say to them, all right, I'll get the drinks in, what do you want? And then I get them drinks. And then after we finish those drinks, it's probably the turn of Martin or Dan to say, I'll get the next round. And then you, you know, Dan or Martin would go up and buy drinks for everyone. And if you're drinking, if you're buying rounds, and then it's your turn, and you don't buy everyone a drink, then it's just not the done thing, basically. I'm not sure you'd be ostracized, but I think they would, they might say something about it afterwards when you'd gone home. They'd be like, "Doesn't he realise? Doesn't he realise how it works here in this country?" Um. Oh, he's not. He's 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 foreign. Let you know. Well, let him, let him off. He's not from round here. But if you've listened to this podcast, you'll know you're supposed to buy rounds. Shall I get these in? I'll get this round. What What would you like? What are you having? I'll get this round. It's Is it your round? It's my round, for example. Okay. Um, Dan, at one point, said, on the subject of buying Christmas presents for Martin, which is fairly uncharacteristic, considering the way that they don't like to show too much affection for each other, uh, apparently, uh, Dan said, I'm trying to keep you on your toes. To keep someone on their toes means to make sure someone... Um, is constantly ready for, for for something to happen. If you can imagine, if you're on your toes, it means you're ready to move, you know? Imagine if you're a goalkeeper and you've got to stop the ball. There's a penalty situation in a game of football. You're the goalkeeper. You're going to want to be on your toes to be ready to jump to the left or the right to stop the ball, right? Um, so to keep someone on their toes means to do certain things to make sure that person isn't getting too relaxed. Or isn't getting complacent, you do certain things to make sure that they're always, they're still paying attention, they're still ready to do something at any minute. Okay, so I guess what Dan was suggesting is that he uh, buys Christmas presents for Martin just to keep him on his toes, just so that uh, Martin uh, doesn't get too uh, lazy or relaxed. So he's always ready for, you know, whatever might happen. Okay, to keep you on your toes just keeping you on your toes, just making sure that you're paying attention. Um, The next sentence is this. uh, This is something I said in one of my questions. I said, you overhear Martin. So if you overhear uh, someone, it means you, you hear them talking. They're not talking to you, but you just hear them. For example, you might be in another room. You might be in the other room and you can hear through the door that people are speaking. You overhear their conversation. Okay. So I said, you overhear Martin saying some shit about your nan. Uh, so your nan means your grandmother. So we've got different words for grandmother. You've got grandmother, grandma, granny, or gran, or also nan as well. So you overhear Martin saying some shit about your nan. Saying some shit means basically criticizing or insulting your nan, probably behind her back, which is, you know, it's this is serious. This, you know, if you if you say some shit about someone's nan, then like I said, I mean, I, you know, that you might end up getting getting killed for that. You can genuinely get killed for that in some contexts. Uh, hopefully not, but you know what I mean. It's it's a really bad thing to do. And I said, uh, yeah, you overhear Martin saying some shit about your nan, and he's been saying that uh, he's been saying that she's a slag. Now this is a really bad thing to say. Okay. It's a really bad thing to say. A slag. It's a, it's a very insulting word. Just be careful. A slag means a woman who sleeps with a lot of people. Right? That's a slag. She might not be. Um, so I'm I'm using some slightly uh, sensitive language here. A slag is not exactly the same as a whore. <laughs> a whore is a prostitute, right? Uh, a woman who gets paid for sex. But a slag is someone who just sleeps around a lot. It's like a slut. That's right. Slut, slag, same thing. Okay, so you can imagine that that would be a seriously uh, terrible thing to say about someone's nan. I mean, you know, uh, people have been murdered for less, let's say. So anyway, you overhear Martin saying some shit about your nan. He's been saying that she's a slag. Oh dear! And then I said, "Oh, I, I think we should move on because I'm digging myself into a hole." Now, digging yourself into a hole, you can imagine what that means literally, right? You've got, you're standing there with a spade in your hand and you start digging into the ground and you're digging a hole and you're going deeper and deeper into the hole as you dig, right? You can imagine what that literally means. But also we use it metaphorically to mean I'm getting myself into a difficult situation or I'm getting myself into an embarrassing situation. So by talking about, uh, The hypothetical situation of Martin saying some shit about Dan's nan, I was slowly digging myself into a hole. So I was like, I think we should move on because I'm digging myself into a hole here. Okay. Um, It's a common expression. You know, if you're talking and you're kind of getting yourself into trouble, the more you speak, as you continue talking, you're just digging yourself into a hole. Yeah. Um, Okay. It happens to me quite a lot because I start talking about stuff and I'm trying to be sort of, I'm trying to be funny and it comes out wrong. And then I end up digging myself into a hole and then, and then I have to dig myself out of the hole again, just to just dig upwards, if that's possible. Um, okay, next. Um, Martin was saying those awkward conversations that I just can't handle. I avoid them at all costs. Now, we've had the word awkward recently. It means sort of basically embarrassing and uncomfortable. Oh, God, that's awkward. Like, for example, if I start talking about uh, Martin saying some shit about Dan's nan, Um, it's probably best to move on. It's getting a bit awkward now, isn't it? So Martin was saying those awkward conversations that I just can't handle. If you can't handle something, it means you just can't tolerate it. You can't take it. You can't bear it. You can't stand it. You can't handle it um you can't tolerate it you can't put up with it yes okay um so was there another one that was a bit like that earlier what did we have before the drilling what was that drilling 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 there was something about drilling earlier i can't remember what it was i'm trying to find that when did i talk about drilling can you remember that's it i was saying that i was sick to death of 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 the noise of the drilling you could also say, you know, I just can't handle all of that drilling. It's really doing my head in. So in this case, it's basically something you don't like or you can't you can't deal with it. You can't manage it. So for Martin, it's awkward conversations. He just can't handle them. And he said, I avoid them at all costs. Okay, I avoid them at all costs. Meaning I just, you know, um, well, you know what avoid means. Uh, I try and make sure I never get into those conversations. But uh, to avoid something at all costs uh, is quite a nice way of emphasising the word avoid. Avoid it at all costs, meaning you should absolutely try to avoid it. Um, And then I said, near the end, I said, uh, the cross-examination of your friendship is over. A cross-examination is something that happens in a courtroom, and it's when a witness uh, has to answer lots of kind of, difficult questions. So a lawyer would cross-examine a witness in a, in a courtroom, you know, like, where were you? And how do you know the defendant? And tell me about the defendant's character. And where was the defendant at the time of the murder? And like having to answer lots of difficult questions, that's a cross-examination. Okay. Uh, and I said, I, and I have to say, I'm none the wiser about the mysterious dynamic that you have. If you are none the wiser, it means you, you still don't know anything. You still don't know something or you still don't understand. Even after some explanation or after perhaps you've been given some information but you still don't understand, you can say, I'm none the wiser, meaning I'm not any wiser or any more informed than I was before. I'm none the wiser. I'm none the wiser about the mysterious dynamic that you have. And uh, I I think I, someone said this, I can't remember who said this, but it, the sentence is, you can take my answer with a pinch of salt. I think I said that. You can take my answer with a pinch of salt. So if you take something with a pinch of salt, it means that you, you don't take it completely seriously, meaning you, you don't completely believe that it's uh, 100% true. Okay. Uh, for example, if you're listening to a story... By someone who tends to exaggerate or make things up you know and someone tells you a story of of something and you can say oh, well you know I think you can take that with a pinch of salt meaning you shouldn't completely believe it or um, yeah that's basically it you shouldn't completely believe it so what did I say I um, I think I was saying that um, what was it Martin and Dan about something about their friendship I said my th- th- that was it it was the assessment of which one is the better friend. And I concluded that sort of Martin was the better friend. But I said, you know, you can take my answer with a pinch of salt. Meaning, you know, my answer might not be absolutely accurate, you know, because I'm I'm not an expert in assessing someone's personality. Uh, you can just take it with a pinch of salt. What about, you know, trying to think of another example. Imagine someone that, that is known for, for 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 not telling the truth. I don't know. Imagine, a, let's say, a, a certain president of a certain country says certain things about their reputation. Uh, They say, for example, yeah, I'm an expert. I'm a total expert. I know everything about, I don't know, whatever it is. What? I know everything there is to know about pens, folks. I know all the pens. I've got every pen. Uh, You can say, does he really know everything about pens? I think we can take that with a pinch of salt because he's not known for being the most truthful person. Um, I don't know why this I don't know why Donald Trump would be saying that he knows everything about pens, but you never know. Maybe someone criticised him for not knowing about pens and then he felt um, obliged to uh, answer back and say, actually, I do know about pens. Believe me. Believe me, folks. Yeah. All right. Fine. That's enough. I think I think that's it. We're done. Thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to visit the page on the website where you'll find... All this vocab I've been talking about. Don't forget it. To, don't forget. It, don't forget to speak uh, English better than I just did just then. Don't forget to visit. That's what I was saying. Don't forget to visit uh, rockandrollenglish and listen to the Rock and Roll English podcast. If you enjoy, uh, if you enjoyed what you heard from Martin and Dan, I think you might enjoy that podcast. Okay. And uh, that's it from me. Speak to you again very soon. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk.